0: Welcome to the Millennial Success Stories Podcast, a space for millennial women entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and those who dare to forge their own path. My name is Jackie Kossoff, and I'm a marketing strategist and success coach, multi-passionate entrepreneur, writer, traveler, and history lover. The mission of this podcast is to uplift, inspire, and empower young women to create a life that reflects their own version of success. I believe in sharing our experiences so we may learn from one another and grow together as a community if you're ready to write your own success story let us begin and always remember success has no age requirement hello and welcome to this episode of the millennial success stories podcast i am so excited to share this episode with you today my guest is Priscilla Johnson. She is a nutritional therapist who uses her gift to help women clear their skin. And you know, she shares with us a lot about her own skincare trials and you know how she basically discovered what um, what works for her in terms of nutrition, in terms of exercise and habits, and you know just. Everything that actually goes into the appearance of your skin, which I know I've dealt with personally. I know a lot of other young women out there can relate, you know, I, I share a little bit about, you know, my, um, my skincare troubles, <laughs> um, in, uh, in this episode as well. But, you know, Priscilla just, I loved hearing about her journey because it was so incredibly personal and because it was so personal for her, it's that much more inspiring. And I really just, you know, we really connected on so many different things, you know. She is planning travel to Europe soon, and so we were talking about that. Um, not only during the episode, we actually continued talking about it after we were done recording. So, um, you know, so this was just such a fun episode. It was just absolutely amazing. I loved hearing from Priscilla, and I can't wait for you guys to go ahead and and listen to this episode. And before I start, I just want to, you know, ask if you have listened to. You know, episodes before, if you enjoyed these episodes, please go and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It would mean the absolute world to me. This show can really only reach new people, new women and that need to hear from their peers about our experiences in entrepreneurship. Um, you know, if we get reviews you know this is how the algorithm works we are we really only get heard by new people if we get reviews so i would just it would just mean the absolute world to me and i mean thank you so much in advance for your help in reaching other women who dream of starting their own businesses and walking their own journeys on the path to success so thank you so much and without any further ado let us get into my conversation with priscilla hi priscilla welcome hi jackie it's great to be here thanks for having me oh i'm so excited to have you tell us about your story and about your business um so why don't you start off just giving us a little um, background information on yourself you know what you do how you got here um where you are in your journey all that stuff okay so well i consider that my story kind of started
1: you know many years ago um because the whole journey that took me here, of course, it's still a journey as an entrepreneur. We're always traveling. We never really hit a destination, but um, it really started with all my years of struggling with skin issues. So I had a variety of you know, acne problems um, between your back and you know, sometimes chest and uh, face. And I actually struggled with it for six years. And so I tried pretty much everything anybody would do. I tried a lot of over-the-counter products. I went to you know, professionals who, in my opinion, would do what I, I call throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying to make it stick or hoping that it sticks. Yeah, so they put me on this thing or that thing, um, give me random advice. One, the first doctor I saw actually his best advice was to wash my face twice a day using a different face cloth, which and um, this kind of coincides with one of the biggest issues people with skin issues, of primarily acne, have is we. Um, or p- pick at our face or we feel like we're dirty and this is more emphasized by all the topical products uh, drugstore stuff which is also always trying to clear ourselves from like the, the top and is always kind of like drying or stinging or whatever giving the idea that all the problem is on the top of our face and maybe we're dirty and advice from you know friends and families is always you're going to grow out of it or try this and of course other things I was handed to you was or maybe it's your hormones, so go on hormonal birth control or um, uh, prescription topicals, which were extremely unpleasant. Then I finally went to what I considered should be a skincare professional, as a dermatologist. And all he did was prescribe me an antibiotic, which kind of uh, reemphasized another problematic belief about skin issues is that it's um, something you just have to kind of hammer out of you or fix, kind of like... disease and what the term is skin disease it isn't seen as something that needs to be healed from the inside but rather something that's wrong with you you know antibiotics is supposed to be something that's given to people with really bad sickness like pneumonia and they're really really having a hard time not when your skin is having issues but that's a common thing and then after it didn't work and it stopped and my acne came back worse his best recommendation was uh, to go on an even stronger drug, Accutane. And I've learned more about this th- through the years and for talking with other people. And Accutane is so strong, you have to stop it every couple months and have blood test, to make sure it's not negatively affecting you. And it can even cause suicidal thoughts, which it did in- to somebody I once was interacting with, which is pretty scary stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah no, it so,
1: about, and, about oh yeah, and the side effects like it can be like painful or dry lips or this. And I kind of like, why would I want to put something that strong into my body? It can reemphasizes the fact that this is like an inherent disease. I mean, you're not having a virus that's gonna make you lose a limb or <laughs> a deadly sickness. But that's kind of as it's treated. And the and the looseness which which he gave this advice, um, he didn't even consider the fact really, that have detrimental uh, side effects, he never talked about that antibiotics can affect gut health. He never talked about the negative side effects, really. I'm sure he would talk about some specific ones if I'd gone that route, but he never really showed concern um, because, of course, in his profession, that's all he's been trained. And never once in all my six years of seeing these different professionals did they ever mention that diet could have any part of it or lifestyle. So basically, you could be eating McDonald's uh every day uh three times a day and if you went to a professional they'd still just give you a drug so that kind of led me to wanting to take my skin health in my own hands I you know started doing research I transitioned to cleaner diet I made lifestyle changes but I still wasn't clear I wasn't healed and I couldn't figure out why and then I actually found the school that I went to um, and became a nutrition therapist. and through that training, I learned about um, by individuality and uh, whatever is going on internally the different factors that can affect skin health and it was amazing. It was amazing to hear hormonal health be talked about in a way that wasn't just a pill um, that was supporting from different areas. It was amazing to hear that you know if you try, Eating clean, there's other things that are going on. It was amazing to have a focus on digestive health. All these things that finally let I had clear skin after a long, long time, a lot of frustration, and tons of money. Mm-hmm. So that's, of course, what led me to wanting to help others. I can sympathize with all the pain and frustration and the on and on and on and on and on it goes trying these different things. Um, and the that's why I've become an online entrepreneur. It was really, it was a really long journey to get where I am, but it's kind of one of those things you look back and if I hadn't had that, I wouldn't be able to be who I am today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, so many, so many things you said really, uh, really resonated with me because I actually went sort of on my own kind of skincare, um, you know, journey um, when I was, uh, my last semester of, college Um, I was you know stressed about graduating you know going into the real world all that sort of thing and then on top of that I decided my skin had been amazing for um, for a rather long time even when I was in Um, in like high school and um, like throughout most of college, my skin was great. So I actually thought that I would just go off of the um, skincare regimen that I had been on and that I would try new things that were, you know, kind of less money. And so then that combined with the stress that I was going through just made me completely break out and have um, have acne like I never experienced before. And it was, um, and it didn't go away. So even when I went back to the old skincare products that I had been using, um, I, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't working. And so I also kind of went through, um, several different, I guess, like skincare brands. Um, I did go to a dermatologist once and after like five minutes, of just kind of looking at my face, she was just like, "Yeah, here's like this, you know, that, that antibiotic or whatever that I suggest. It's like five hundred dollars with insurance. Like that's like <laughs> that's like with your insurance, like it's still gonna be five hundred dollars." And I was like, "I don't really think that I'm like like that's just not that's not for me." So, um, I've mainly focused on you know kind of natural skincare products and and things like that. But you know, even so, um, I know that. Um, and, and I do think that my diet has, has helped, but I'm not as on it all the time, you know? So, um, so I feel like I could definitely use some, uh, some more work in that area, but, um, let me just ask you kind of, you know, when you decided to like first start your business, um, like what did that look like to you?
1: Uh, it's actually I kind of I look back and laugh now because it was <laughs> I didn't know anything. <laughs> uh, so I was interested in helping with people with skin issues. I was also you know pondering a little bit about my niche as we usually do at the beginning mm-hmm. where we fully define our niche and it was funny because I didn't understand about the online world or they're really having to build up. so I'm like, oh, I'm starting a blog and people just find me. <laughs> and I do things. And of course, yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot of business help over the years and uh, mentors and stuff. And it's been great. But yeah, what it looked like to me was a lot less clear than it is now. Um, mm-hmm. I, of course, imagined just doing one-on-one and I've learned, gained so much experience since then. And with like launching my own online course now, I see the other elements that can help more people. So I kind of had um, it a similar idea, but it was, not nearly as clear. It was kind of like, I kind of imagined this, but I don't know how to get there. And I didn't fully picture what a day in the life would look like or um, flexibility or, uh, you know, interactions with people. So interesting thing is um, I'm a bit more of an introvert. And when starting online, you know, that's a big thing. You have to consistently step out of your comfort zone. So there's things I've done and ways I've grown that I would never have imagined um, back when I first started my business I would never imagine that I'd be comfortable randomly jumping on lives by myself or doing a webinar by myself or doing something like you I'd be like shaking and really quiet whereas I'm not like eh. it's like enjoy the I enjoy the experience now and I feel confident that would mm. never be me back then so my whole vision of what encompassed an online business and um how uh I'll say uh a vulnerable over there or out there that I had to be wasn't even on my radar back then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, I think that that's such a common theme because, you know, when we get started, you know, we really like, none of us have ever been entrepreneurs before, you know, like even, even those of us who, you know, um, you know, I hear people say, Oh yeah, you know, I started my first business. Like it was a lemonade stand when I was five, you know, but like, (laughs) like, it's not the same. Like, I'm sorry, but it's not. Um and so I just think it's so it's just so amazing how much you know each and every one of us grows throughout throughout this journey and I know that I've grown in ways I never even like thought was possible so
1: <laughs> like who is this new person it, you kind of like accept the the new me is like always going to be challenged in a way and it feels much uh, easier now to continue stepping out of comfort zone. It feels less like there's a shark on the other side of the screen that's gonna bite you.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. So, what would you say? What advice you have for women who maybe are just starting out and they're still feeling really uncomfortable about stepping out of their comfort zone? Hmm. So I. I know this,
1: this sounds a little cliche. i I guess mindset is so often my thing, but it is kind of how it uh, mindset has so many different variations. So yeah. stepping out of your comfort zone, it's a uh, it's kind of like, I always reconnect to my purpose and my why why do I want to do this and who would I want to help? and then and then kind of um, what am I afraid of, or why am I afraid of it? Mm-hmm. Connecting with fellow female entrepreneurs is amazing because they can kind of, share their stories, how did I feel when I first did it? Or hey, maybe I'm an odd introvert too. This is harder for me to do, etc. And so having that support is really amazing. But also the mindset of like, why are you scared of this? And if you just finally do it and try it, then you'll see afterwards, How bad or not bad it is, you know. For video, for me, it was exceptionally hard the first time I did it, and then after I did it, I was like, (laughs) "Whoo!" And actually, one of the first uh, videos I did—it's way back then. I was just starting, so I thought I'll do something easy. You know, I'm into the health area, and now more skin niche, skin health niche. So I did one of those unboxing videos—not to promote products, but just okay. Here's some health products that I use uh not skin but like food or this or that and you know you can talk a little bit like this is why I use this type of mayonnaise because it doesn't have canola oil or the sugar and you know doing that gave me something to talk about and that got me into there so the other thing is if you're nervous about let's say doing a live um, can you do it with somebody first can you have some props that was, it was for me, the box unboxing was a prop that you can use to make yourself more comfortable. You know, if it's other things, I think lives are the worst for people for discomfort. Um, If it's other things like fear of, uh, you know, doing an online course, we all with our first online course have the imposter syndrome a little bit, or I don't know if I can do this, blah, blah, blah. That's more so where you should talk with other people. And get their stories and their support but really go for it because it's not like you're going to have this dramatic fail or horrible fail if you don't you know if you launch your course and there's crickets then you just need to work towards getting a more audience getting more this etc you already have the element there it's not like you put thousands of dollars into just a course let's say usually and then that's a dramatic Investment down the drain. So those are some of the fears I've seen people have, and kind of I think how they can really encourage themselves to get out of their comfort zone. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love and I love the I love the the box idea, and like having the the prop. That's such. That's so good. I I kind of wish I had that like in the beginning. Um, (laughs) Like wish I thought of that. Um, But yeah, yeah, no. And I think it's I just kind of wanted to say like you know because I feel like. Um, you know, obviously I, I'm, I'm an extrovert personally, so I know I can't even imagine like what it's like, you know, kind of going on live, like as an introvert, but but for me as an extrovert, like when I'm doing lives, even now, but like, especially when I first started, it was really difficult for me just because as an extrovert, I'm used to like gauging a room. And so I'm used to kind of like feeding off people's energy in terms of like how they're reacting to me and um, and like what I do. And so not having that, like just having to do it alone, <laughs> I feel like, you know, like as, as, as an extrovert was very strange for me and it was uncomfortable. And so I think that, you know, both both of us, you know, introverts and extroverts, you know, have kind of these different obstacles that they have to overcome as, as they're getting visible and as they're going out, um, live more online. Um, yeah. So let's go into kind of, you know, your personal definition of success. And this is my, this is my personal favorite question to ask, um, all my guests on this, on the show, just because everyone's definition is so, so different. And so I would love, love to hear yours. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I'll try to condense it a little bit. For an introvert, I'm a person of many words, which is hilarious off rabbit trail. But people have been telling me for years to not to condense stuff because I'll use all these words. Whereas the funniest thing about being an entrepreneur is actually using more words can be good because it'll fill up time or space Mm -hmm. on a blog. And I'm just kind of like, yes, it's an element of my person. So maybe that's part of success is I can be myself in the online world without having to like condense. I can just whatever blab. But um I think my personal definition of success comes from of course doing um, my passion but making a, a living off of it and uh, my goals of being location independent but it's it's kind of really intertwined with um, a lot of my identity so I explained about my journey here and the skin issues that I had and health struggles that I had and I have had some other health struggles which uh, focusing on my skin health was the primary thing, but it drew me into taking care of my body as a whole and affecting these other areas of my life. So that was uh, a whole, there's kind of like a life transformation there and a form of success for me, as I've seen in my clients, when they work on their skin issues they they start to notice other things that change. They have more mental clarity. They have more energy. So that was a definition of success that I wasn't expecting. Now that I can connect that, my um, all my experience from my suffering and all of the health improvements that I've got, I can connect it to my business. That means that my business isn't just you know a thing to make money, um, primarily to serve people, but it's that my business also can be um, something that kind of... It's a beneficence of my whole life. It's it's not a joy-sucking job. It's um, part of a balanced, holistic, happy life. It's something that gives fulfillment and energy. So I see it as an aspect of health. And many people have commented this. If things are kind of imbalanced in your life, it can sometimes impact your business. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why it's intertwined. So that's why my definition of success is of course, being able to make a living of what I do, but having a business that really develops me and improves me and gives me growth and it is is beneficial to my life rather than kind of uh, detrimental i'm not I'm not spending a whole bunch of my energy or time or health trying to counteract the effects of the stress from my business or the toll it might have on my health, like some people more stressful or physically demanding jobs can be this is an elemental part of me
0: yeah yeah no i love that just connecting everything and having everything be um yeah be interconnected that's it's also it's also just really i think it's just a really beautiful way to live like you know just have your business have your life have everything you know your health like all of it um because your passion is intertwined yeah Mm -hmm. so
1: your your personality and, and what you're discovering, and what your expertise is, you're sharing. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, just a, as much of a hobby. It's, it's a whole
0: lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I love that. Um, okay, so let's see. What would you consider to be your biggest successes so far in life, in business, um, in w- whatever, health, whatever you want? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've kind of mentioned these already, but
1: it's where See, this is about me rambling on. I, <laughs> I I cover all these topics before you even get a chance okay. <laughs> like, uh, So my biggest success is of course, I think not just clearing my skin, which is huge, it impacted my confidence, it impacted um, I'll say the whole way I saw my body. That was a big success. So you know, as I was growing up and doing other health issues I had, it was always um, kind of the norm. You struggle a little bit with weight because you see certain foods as bad or good or, you know, just count calories or this. And um, as for certain um, health improvements, you don't even realize what the potential is until you've improved your health. So the big success that I got from that was it showed me a whole other way to live one where health wasn't confusing or constricting or bouncing from one idea to the next. It was a journey. Uh, health isn't a de- destination, it's a journey where I was constantly doing things to support my body on a daily basis and enjoying you know, the foods I ate without writing down all the little calories because my yeah. body was more in balance and I wasn't freaking out. Maybe this food is break, causing me to break out, or this food is causing me to break out, like I was in the beginning, trying to pinpoint things or try little things. Um, and if I have, you know, as everybody does, times of more stress or times of more this, I can supplement, support my body in other areas to benefit. So I see my body as something that's no longer against me, whereas for years with skin issues, that was the mentality my body is against me. So that was a big breakthrough and success in health. And of course, in business, I think, in, uh, learning how to d- better do one-on-one coaching, which you gain as you get more experience. But it is so—it's so cool, and um, even better than I can—I uh, could imagine. So, I've improved that. And another success is, of course, uh, even like last year, I would never imagine what am I going to do an online course about or. What could I ever do this? Like, what would I have to talk about type of thing? Mm-hmm. And now I've been launching one. So <laughs> that's kind of a success, the, the mindset and the realization that I can do it and going for it and then doing it. And it's kind of like, now that hurdle's out of the way, but it was something I would never have thought of before. You know, online courses are for all the, the nifty people or <laughs> people have all these ideas. Rather than online courses
0: can apply to pretty much everybody. So mm-hmm. I see those as my major successes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so what would you say to someone who maybe like you were, you know, last year is like, you know, Oh, like I could never do an online course. Like why would anyone like want to hear what I have to say? Or what could I do an online course about? What would be your like advice to them just in terms of um, pinpointing their, their strength and the value of that via an online course? I think there's a,
1: different areas um sometimes people do you know lives or trainings or freebies about how to find your targeted passion for your online course but Mm -hmm. even then um saying let's say you have a bunch of different little ideas and you post a poll and let's say an entrepreneur group and people can comment and they'll often be helpful they'll be like uh, selecting one or the other let's say you're in a certain niche and you're kind of like i kind of want to do course but this this or I don't know because I've never done it before. And so then they'll comment on what they think is the best idea or you'll ask more questions about your niche or even ask other entrepreneurs if you can connect. And it kind of gives you that idea of helping you um, target it down to what would be most helpful for people. And you can even ask people that, Mm -hmm. which course would be most helpful. What would you want to most learn about? And throwing out title ideas. You got a title idea that can sometimes help the, course idea as well. It's kind of that thing, gaining um winning on the support of the other people out there who know better. Mm -hmm. What I've learned more and more and I love is and this being an entrepreneur online you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So Mm -hmm. there's always more sources of people who can help you. You just kinda need to know how to reach out there or be out there, which is why entrepreneur groups can be so great for connecting with other
0: women. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that too. I love what you said. Like you don't have to in- reinvent the wheel. Like it's so true because it's so often I feel like, you know, so many of us do, like we make it harder for ourselves and we say like, oh, you know, this, like, yeah, like, or, you know, like I'm doing this, this new course, like that no one's, no one's done this exact course before, you know? So it's like, um, and then you think you have to like find all these other things, but yeah, no, you really can lean on the support of, of the other women and entrepreneurs who've done, who've done it before. So I love that. And I think that's really important. And everybody should write that down. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So for you, um, in terms of, you know, now you've got, you know, you've got your one on one programs, you've got your your course, you know, what is the next level of success look like for you? Uh, <laughs> so I
1: guess the next level of success is um, doing a bit of traveling. So of course, I have different personal commitments that are keeping me Where i am right now which is fine everybody chooses their life but having more of the freedom to travel a little bit i'm not like a want to be a digital nomad world-class traveler but i do want to travel a bit of europe and i i love having a little bit of the freedom for expansion and i think you grow so much when you can travel Mm -hmm. and see, see new places you can get more perspectives as well and of course i have ideas for another course in the future so it's not like a course making machine, but once you've done one, you're like, "Well, I think i might be able to do another." So that's kind of like the next up level for me
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: on my personal goals. Awesome,
0: awesome. So, what are some of the places that you want to travel to? Because I mean, I personally, I also love traveling, um, and so I would, I would love to hear some of your um, what your destination list. <laughs>
1: well, I think, I think for me, it's always kind of like Europe. So especially in more recent years, Europe has become like the focal point in my brain. I don't <laughs> I don't personally do a vision board, but if there was a vision board in my head, it would be mm-hmm. Europe. And I even follow some YouTubers who, you know, are like in Paris, France. And
0: mm-hmm. I don't
1: Paris is just like the only focal point. It's kinda of like one place to visit briefly, but then there's all these beautiful areas around it. It's like I'm a wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know the French version of that, but so there's like of course France and there's there's so many different things you can see and of Mm -hmm. course Britain because of a large part of my heritage is British so those are kind of the like the two main is that get stuck in my mind I'm like a very as a destination oriented person I get something stuck in my brain I'm like readily focused on that I can imagine going to other places in Europe maybe Germany or Amsterdam or Greece blah 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 there's all these different unique uh, those cultures there and they're so close together that you can travel to a bunch and you can see I love the architecture I just I love seeing those beautiful buildings and of course in North America we have more modernized buildings and I've heard more especially in like France that it's so common for people to live in like these older buildings and they're creaky and they have a bunch of stairs but it's the charm and there's having that old architecture rather than all of North America looking pretty much the same and seeing the diversity and it's just you know for us looking at a bunch of European houses on a hillside it's like whoa man that is so cool but for other you know the people there they're like yeah it's beautiful but we're used to it and there's this place in France, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like this little island.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's it's an island and has like all these houses and kind of like a castle, and it'll get surrounded by water, but it's so unique to see Mm -hmm. all this um, architecture on one island. So of course that kind of mesmerizes me. I love the idea. And it's so um, big. When you're walking around architecture, it's not like even just being in an art museum. You're like living it. You're like feeling it and you're just looking around and you're surrounded by it. You know, just go to Epcot. You have like a tiny, tiny taste of, (laughs) because of the architecture that they have there. Mm -hmm. But then you're still aware that you're in Epcot. Whereas when you're actually in those European countries, you can immerse yourself in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I absolutely, I love that. I know my, my favorites are, um, are our England and, and France as well. I absolutely love British history and um, you know British and French history kind of overlap in certain, certain periods of time. So I, um, yeah, I've been I've been to many places. I would definitely recommend in terms of um, in France, um, like check out Normandy, so like northern France because um, I was I was just there a few months ago and it was actually it was it was beautiful. So and they have um, the uh, some really old like some of those old houses and, you know, like the, the medieval streets and everything. Um, so I was I was super excited to to see all of those.
1: That sounds amazing. What time of year is, in your opinion, the best time to visit a place like Nona?
0: Yeah, um, I think that it would probably, not when I went, like <laughs> I went in like the early winter. So it was like getting, um, it was getting pretty cold and oh. I had two days where it was like, um, like wind chills, and it was like not that fun. Um, and then the other days were like in the 50s, and it was like sunny. <laughs> so it can be like, yeah, it's weird during that time of year. So I would definitely say, like, probably I would imagine like the fall. So maybe like just after like the big tourist rush um, or like early spring, like before the big tourist rush. I've heard that that's a good time to go to Europe anyway. Um, and it's funny because actually, I haven't really been to Europe during those times. So like I would <laughs> love to go like during those, um, those uh, supposed times where it's like really good for, um, you know, for really soaking it in and, you know, not just yeah. being overrun by by tourists. Um Travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. So what. um What words of wisdom do you have for those who are, you know, those women who are just starting out, um, and you know they're not really sure, um, maybe what they're going to do yet or what their next steps are?
1: Hmm. (laughs) So if they're just starting out, not sure of the next steps. For me, um, getting a mentor was really. helpful Mm -hmm. because they helped me nail down um some things they nail helped me nail down more understanding about my niche and of course that's an ongoing thing you're always learning about your niche you're always uh, growing and learning about your ideal clients or or the people that you can best serve Mm -hmm. so if they're not really sure what they want to do that's kind of where a coach can help them and once again uh, entrepreneur groups so entrepreneur groups can help a certain amount like because people will be asking you questions about what do you most like to do or what do you get at in this um but now i think a i think a coach can be really helpful if you're really unsure and they'll help direct you to looking at your life ex- experiences or your passions mine was really clear for me because that was the thing i've been struggling the most and the thing i talked about the most and the thing i was most learned at and the thing i went to school for um but for other people in different um Uh, backgrounds or or lifestyles they might not have kind of that I feel like it was easier for me in that area so I think starting out that that can be really the more important thing as for you know the whole entrepreneur journey I've mentioned this before but mindset is like unbelievably important Mm
0: -hmm. it is
1: something I've learned more and more about the value of as I've had all the ups and downs that's what as an entrepreneur goes through yeah. you know, you have kind of like a good, and then you have a bad, and you sometimes don't feel like you can do it. Well, oftentimes, you'll have moments where you don't feel like you can do it, or should I quit? That's what I've heard from many other entrepreneurs as well, is the should I quit type thing. And that's where mindset kind of keeps you going, and not only connects you to back to your purpose, or why are you doing this, but um, mine was always kind of like stubbornness. So if I don't do this, what is my life gonna look like? Otherwise, what is my lifestyle gonna be? And do I want that? And the answer would come back, of course, no. So I would sometimes begrudgingly continue. <laughs> just just kind of like be a little bit uh stubborn in that that area and continue on, regardless of if I didn't see what I would consider the fruits of my labor right away. That's the other thing about being an entrepreneur. It's not like going into work and Getting a paycheck Mm
0: -hmm.
1: at the end of two weeks—it's this thing you're building up, and you see progress, and you see growth, and you see accomplishments, and you get clients or uh, students, let's say—but you don't see immediate results. That's why mindset is the main thing that's going to keep you going through, as well as you know encouraging people too that believe, Mm -hmm. but they can't force you into doing something that you're not determined to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. And I absolutely love, I, I totally agree, you know, getting a coach, finding mentors, um, you know, joining, um, joining groups, even like, you know, more, um, like, not like, like even like smaller groups, like, you know, not even like, you know, larger Facebook groups, but like a group program or like, you know, um, or mastermind. Um, I love, love, love those tips. And then, um I also recently I read I read something that my um one of my mentors um wrote, and it was just kind of the phrase like, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to um, believe it before you see it. like, <laughs> you know, or like something like that. I think that was it. It's like, um uh, uh, Amber Lillystrom, she was the one who said that.. Um, but, or something like it, I don't think I got it 100% right, but that just really stuck with me, um, because I was like, yeah, like, that's, that's true, like, you really do have to, you know, kind of work on your mindset in terms of, in terms of, of that, so just keep going even when, yeah, even when you're <laughs> being crutchingly moving along, like, <laughs> okay, so um is there, like, you know, a certain experience that you would like to share with our listeners um, with other young women out there that you feel would be just really helpful for them.
1: Do you mean like my experience in business or?
0: Yeah just any experience or part of your story so like it could be in business it could be um, kind of you know in your personal life just basically like you know if, if um, for those young women who are you know earlier on in their journeys, um, than, than, you may be, um, what is like kind of one, something you've experienced that you think would just be really helpful for them? Hmm. Sounds a toughie. I have so many different, like little experiences. Um, I mean, it can be super small. Like sometimes, the, sometimes it's the small things that are, you know, kind of the most helpful. <laughs> I think,
1: uh, I think when I got my first, um, my first uh real client that was kind of like a big thing and uh mm-hmm. of course we are always working towards helping more people getting more clients more students etc but like <laughs> that it was kind of like a a validation of the the hard work that i've been putting in and um it was such a learning experience and the person you know appreciated my help so much and uh, she improved so much and by seeing her improve i once again learned more so that was kind of like when you get to the point where you have like a win, maybe it's a small win or it's like one client, and you're like, woo, and <laughs> kind of like the it um further adds fuel to the fire of this is what I want to do and this is why. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's so important. All right, so let's see. Before before you go, why don't you share you know more about. Um, you know, where people can connect with you, where they can find you, maybe you can share more about your course and like, you know, who, who that's for just all that, all that good stuff.
1: (laughs) Well, I do have um, a blog, Priscilla Johnson, ntc.com and I do have a Facebook business page, Priscilla Johnson, nutrition therapist. But as for my course, it's, uh, it's targeted uh, people who have been suffering from skin issues for A long time. So I found in my experience um, being an entrepreneur that a lot of people have the same questions. I totally Mm -hmm. believe that some people have more in-depth issues that they need more specialized help and care for, which is what my one-on-one coaching is for. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's so many people who have the same questions or the same struggles or the same hang-ups or confusion that I did, and then I've seen you know repeatedly between trying to figure out you know what does healthy eating mean or does my lifestyle even impact my skin or is it just my lifestyle you know people hear about stress but then they're kind of like thinking oh maybe my stress is the only thing that's breaking my skin or maybe you know this is only breaking my skin and they really don't know and they don't have kind of a an overall plan or information because it's not like a step-by-step little five million things to do plan but more of the ease of transitioning into a more nutrient-dense diet and removing what actually problematic foods that a lot of people don't even realize because unless you understand a variety of things and so many people eat of course processed foods and so many additives so many different ingredients are in that and people once again don't realize um especially because of health labeling you know brands can put all kinds (laughs) of labels on whatever so my goal with the course is to make it Easier and have the information there for people to make the dietary and lifestyle changes. And I also have a private support group, so the different people taking the course can support one another. And you know, I'll be in there so I can give support as well, or live Q and A's and uh, answering some questions there. So it's not like just use the evergreen course and the you know the modules and the worksheets and you're good to go. It's Mm -hmm. um. Having a support group as well, which I think is really important, especially as they're kind of, if they're transitioning from a standard North American diet, as I'd call it, Mm -hmm. then there can be a lot of like, whoa, this is new territory, but it's not meant to scare people away. It's not meant to be ultra restricting. It's meant to show people how how what their health can be like and um, what kind of things are really impacting them in the daily lifestyle that they don't even
0: realize
1: our issues
0: yeah yeah no that sounds that sounds amazing it sounds like such a good course and we will have all those links for our listeners in the show notes so you guys can go check out more um more that priscilla has to offer you can check out her course um all that all that wonderful stuff so yeah so thank you thank you so much this was this was wonderful thank you
1: yeah it was awesome to talk to you too (laughs)
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. I would love to invite you to join our growing community of fellow millennial women entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs inside our free Facebook group, the Millennial Success Society. I also love connecting with fellow women entrepreneurs on Instagram find me at Jackie JackieCossoff underscore LA. Feel free to send me a DM with any suggestions for future episodes or questions you'd like answered on the show. For all the latest show updates, exclusive resources for our listeners, or to apply to become a guest on the show, please visit the Millennial Success Stories podcast page on my website at www.jackiecossoff.com slash podcast. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.